Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, y'all. I'm Rodney. I'm Candace. And we are Cohort, Cohort 1986. Candace, today we have a very special guest. Uh, mm -hmm. I met this, this gentleman uh, during the Black Sports Symposium. Okay. I called him the mayor. Okay, mayor. Hey, man, he was a networking professional. He needs classes. Okay. <laughs> I would like to welcome everybody uh, to Mr. Mike Patton. Give Mike Hi. Patton a round of applause. Oh my goodness, the mayor, stop it. The mayor. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just kind of read briefly about okay. Mr. Patton. So he's a freelance journalist, a podcast host, and producer of the Torn AFC South podcast. Okay. He has covered the Super Bowl, wow. Tennessee State University. That's mayor status. I who gets to the Super Bowl? All right. That means he's he's been in the Nashville Voice, the Tennessee Tribune, wow. NABJ's Black News and Voice and Views. And also, he's interviewed people like Warren Moon and Steve Weish. Everybody, give a round of applause for hey, Mr. Patton. Hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Candace, don't you have uh, some questions for him? Yeah, so um, I don't know how I kind of go after that. After you said Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm sitting <laughs> over here like, oh, me, little Charlotte, North Carolina. So I do have a couple of questions for you just to kind of kick things off. Um, so what's your favorite restaurant? Wow, favorite restaurant. Hmm. Well, that's a good one. I really don't have a favorite okay. restaurant, to be honest. I, I just, you know, I know I like to try different things, but I, no, nah, I don't have a favorite restaurant, to be honest. That works. Still a restaurant hopper like us, which is, yeah, which is cool to my book. Yeah, we do the book. same thing. Like, I'm always trying something new. So my <laughs> next question is, what is your favorite place to vacation? Oh, wow. Well, I've been there only one time, but I I would go there every single time and twice on Sunday if I could. Okay. And that would be Los Angeles. Okay. okay. La La Land. LA. Okay. The, the, the vibes. Like the in the traffic. Right. The, 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 the <laughs> well, I'll say this. The diff the biggest thing about L.A. to me is the vibes is because right. I'm a create I'm a creative. Mm -hmm. So that city feeds my soul every time i'm there you see a lot of creativeness you see a lot of just mm. the energy of the city the 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 mellow vibes just just it just feeds my soul yeah i 100 agree with that yeah i love la we did a couple of tours when we were out there got to ride around and see some stuff so i could see that being on the list yeah la is la is definitely a big vibe yeah a big, vibe. big big vibe so my last mm -hmm. question ronnie always He's always like, why do you ask people this? But I have to ask you. Okay, so brace yourself for this one. Pancakes or waffles? Oh, it's pancakes all day. Oh, man. Yes. 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 I'll eat waffles, trust me. But if I have a chance to go eat some pancakes, oh, without question, I'll be there. I'll do Waffle House, though. Hey man, ain't nothing like a crisp pancake with buttery edges. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. A yes. Little butter. Fur up. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> All right. So. Hey man, this is gonna make me want to go now. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what are we gonna eat after we finish? <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So Mike, so is there is there anything else that you that, that we missed kind of about yourself kind of starting out? uh basically that i am not an actual trained journalist by the school version mm. <laughs> i actually have a degree in marketing that's what wow. my degree is in and nobody would would ever think that because so many people come at me like hey man how do i write for a living and stuff like that i'm like look yeah. you know 
I'm not full time doing it, but I do make a good, a good, you know, good bit out of it. I will say, wow. I'm not going to you know disclose any of the other information. Right, but right, right, right. Well, man, that's 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 awesome. But I just want to kind of jump back. So, where were you from originally, and and where did you grow up, and 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 how did you grow up? Well, I'm originally from Nashville, so you know, okay. in Nashville, from Nashville. So, uh, one of the rare people that grew up in Nashville and still lives here, which there's a ton of people from everywhere, like California, New York, Chicago. I mean, you name it, they're here. So, right. Um, I grew up. Uh, let's see, I didn't grow up much uh, further from where I am now, but anyway, um. I grew up uh, actually in Antioch, which literally is, uh, well, it's Nashville, but, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, grew up playing, uh, you know, pretty much every sport there was, uh, football, basketball. I played baseball until I was 11, and then I discovered AU basketball and decided baseball was over. So pretty much my dad, that was our bonding time was me playing sports. And wow. so, you know, that's basically he was at every game pretty much. He never missed uh, any game I played uh, when I was a kid, wow. high school. He was actually my middle school. He was a, he was an assistant coach on the middle school basketball team. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, I went to a private school and he was the middle school coach. And I was like, oh, man, I thought I escaped you. I already know he was going extra hard on you, too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and then the, the fact that I was left-handed and he still tried to teach me how to shoot right-handed, I'm like, man, stop it. Stop. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. So I have to ask you, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Honestly, uh, the first thing I wanted to be was a pro football player, and I wanted to be Jerry Rice because okay. I, I saw him playing, and I was like, man, I, I want to be as smooth as he is, as hard-working as he is, catching the football and just making things happen. However – it just did not happen. I did not have hands like Jerry Rice. I did not have speed like Jerry Rice. And even though I worked hard, I did not have. You give some credit now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I mean Jerry Rice. I mean he is the greatest of all time on wide receiver. Right. Yeah, he, he is. He is. Sure. So you know I can I can own I can't really say I can do the things he can do. No, I just, I'm, just, I'm giving I'm giving myself some credit okay. to know. Hey, I'm not him. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, that's uh, you know, that was you know Jerry Rice and all those different things. Trying to be Jerry Rice when I was a kid, but you know, I wanted to be a football player. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, when I went to college, only reason I got a marketing degree, to be honest, only reason I went into marketing was because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, um, you know, maybe I can get this marketing degree and then I mm-hmm. can become a, a, a sports agent. So I, I went to college wanting to be a sports agent. Oh, oh wow! Wow. wow. But then I found out about other things that went along with it. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm ready to study like that. You know, I don't know. So <laughs> let, me, let me write this marketing degree out. Right. <laughs> so so what school did you go to? And just mm-hmm. kind of like after you graduated with that degree from marketing, did you kind of put your, 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 your sports plans to the side and just kind of dive into work? Oh, yeah, I've definitely got uh, some interesting stories here. Okay. okay. Um, let's get into it. Like, uh, let's say, you, you, okay, you said, um, let's see, marketing, got my marketing degree, you know, all those different things. Wasn't going to play pro football. Mm-hmm. I knew that was not the case, even though the Cowboys and the Saints came to watch us work out. And wow. I was probably one of the least impressive guys on the field. But 
you know, I, 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 you know, I did my thing. I played more special teams. Than I did anything. I went to the right. University of Tennessee at Martin. That's okay. where I went to school. Uh, I actually played against Tony Romo in college. Oh wow! So, yeah. So that was uh, that was interesting. Uh, you know, of course they 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 torched us, but you know that that's another story for another <laughs> day. Um, but yeah. College football was definitely anyone that tells you they want to play college football, any kid that tells you that, they need to know that hey, this is a job. It, it is job. not going out there and just playing. The fun thing is on Saturdays or, or Thursdays, if you play on Thursdays, mm-hmm. the work during the week, you got to realize your time is not your own because you have to be right. at breakfast. They're going to watch you being there. They're going to make sure you're at uh, classes. They're going to probably walk by some of those classes. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go to, to a football practice where you actually have to go over video and watch video with your coaches. And then you go out, practice, execute it. And then you go to a cafeteria that you have to rush to, to get to before it closes at six o'clock and you get out of practice at like five 20. So yeah. And then you have study hall. I didn't even throw that one in the study hall. And then three days before games curfew starts. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a job. But after college, I was like, eh, you know, Mm -hmm. I played a little flag football when I came home. Uh, of course, that that quickly told me in about mm, about four or five years that it was like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to get this up on the field. Yeah, I, I literally broke my nose playing flag football. Ooh. Oh my gosh! So yeah. so like so so wow. so after football, like, kind of was was that transition kind of hard? Like this, mm-hmm. like you, you grew up your whole life kind of playing the sport, and like you reached to as far as, as far as you can reach. Like, mm-hmm. it was it kind of a shock when it was over? Honestly, uh, you know, I'd kind of prepared myself a little bit going into my senior year. Uh, I knew it was coming to an end. I knew that, you know, time was going to run out on me playing sports. You know, I had taken it about as far as I could take it. So at that point, you know, of course, the end of the semester happens and, you know, things happen. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, and so the next semester I come back to school. Uh, This is a funny story, by the way. Yeah. The next semester I come back to school, of course, I had long hair when I was in college. I had like uh I had uh I had uh I had braids when I was in college. Oh okay. my hair was literally like my hair was literally like right down to my shoulder. Oh wow. <laughs> so when I went home for Christmas break, I was like, Well, I'm starting a new chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh college, I mean I mean college football days are over. Mm-hmm. So may as well go ahead and cut it off. So I cut off all my hair, had a little nice, nice even fade, <laughs> actually shaved and actually shaved to go to class. Like, so I didn't, I didn't get cut my beard off because like, I've done that three times since I was like 18. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but what happened was I went to class and people did not know who I was. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a heck of a, a heck of a start to my uh, career after after football. So basically trying to finish up my degree, and, you know, I was ready for all the free time and I was able mm-hmm. to do all the things I wanted to do. So it was kind of a pretty easy adjustment. Oh, uh, I said my name was, uh, I, I, people that didn't know my name and didn't recognize me, I gave them my name. I told them my name was like Marcus Johnson. I literally <laughs> told them, I, t- I told them I transferred in from, uh, 
I told them I transferred in from a community college or something like that, and they were literally believe people were literally believing me for like a week. Hey, there, Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So I have to ask you a question. Um, What was that mental preparation like for you? You know, you think about getting out of college, and you think about transitioning, getting a job, and you know, just kind of taking on that new role in your life. Um, can you talk a little bit about how did you mentally prepare for that transition? Well, mentally, you know, I started, like I said, I started preparing when I was playing. Uh, mm. But when it really hit me, when I was yeah. actually not playing, of course, that was different because, you know, you go into class and you used to go into class, go into practice. I was like, hold up. I don't have to go to class. You know, what, what am I going to do with myself? Mm. You know, I'm sitting there in the room. I really don't want to study. I don't want to go to the, to the little uh, university center and play video games and do right. all that stuff. So, of course, I slept like, you know, any normal college student would. Right. But, um, you know, mentally, I just got myself prepared. I would I would think about, you know, what I want to do next, how mm-hmm. soon it was going to take me to graduate. Because, a little backstory, uh, I was on uh, academic probation, uh, let's mm-hmm. see, my second semester in college and my fourth semester in college. So, I had to go to summer school to make sure I was eligible my junior mm. to even play football. Right. So mm-hmm. every summer from going into my junior year after I, I went to summer school, basically until I graduated. Yeah. Um. So mentally, I prepared myself kind of, you know, after that, going to summer school, did different things um, and kind of, you know, tried to be a little bit more involved in kind of the social aspect of college because, mm-hmm. right, hey, right. you know, I don't get this back after I leave. Right. Right. Two, I have to get used to not being Mike Patton, the football player. Mm. I have to be Mike Patton, the person, yeah. Mike Patton, the student, yeah. Mike Patton, the guy that goes to class and sits over in the corner. You know, that guy. I had yeah. to get used to being that person and that. And then coming home and not having the job for like four months, that yeah. was hard because I was applying to everything. And I made some of the biggest mistakes on some of my interviews. Like literally, Enterprise Rent a Car, one of my interviews, right? Yeah. I didn't pay attention that you're not supposed to wear like you're supposed to wear a certain type of shirt with them. Like, you know, they have white shirts you have to get mm-hmm. on at that point in time. So I didn't pay attention. I wore a blue suit and I had a blue shirt with cuff links, blue tie. I was like doing a lot. Mm-hmm. So I did all that and I was like, you know, I did all that. And I kept trying to figure out, I'm like, why am I not getting a call back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I I really didn't pay attention to what the really the the dress code was. Mm. So yeah. I, I was in the same position as you, kind of kind of coming kind of coming out of school. Like nobody kind of prepared me interview wise for the real world. Yeah. And so I had to reach out and like, hey man, what do I need to do? Why am I not getting these calls and stuff like that? They were like, well, like as crazy as it sounded, like, well, are you asking questions after the interview? What are you wearing? Appearances mm-hmm. matter, and yeah. and things like that, and and. It's 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 the like it's like a lot of us don't know kind of that proper etiquette mm-hmm. going into interviews and stuff like that. So that that's that's one thing I'm big on when I'm talking to yeah. younger folks. Just kind of hey, you need to do this, this, and this, and this is how you present yourself. Yeah, yeah, and like you bring up a really good point too about understanding your identity mm-hmm. and how identities shift over time, um, and that mental preparation that it takes in order to prepare yourself for that shift. So I really hope that our listeners really kind of caught that. Like, you know, you grow up as, hey, I'm the sports player. This Mm. is how people 
um, know me to be in the world. And it's like, well, that chapter is coming to an yeah. end. And how do I transition into that next chapter? So I just wanted to highlight that for everyone. It's so, so yeah. rough times. I'm, yeah. I'm just joking. I'm joking. It was, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> so, Mike, so after you graduated, just kind of like what roles did you take and, and how did you settle in your career after 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 school? Honestly, the uh, I tried to do different jobs, went on different interviews. And the funniest thing was I found a job or a, a company that was selling T-Mobile cell phones in a mall. Oh, yeah. So that was my first job was selling uh it was a place called Mobile Solution. Mobile Solution. And I was and I was uh, <laughs> and I and I basically was in a kiosk in Rivergate Mall which is in Madison which is uh you know a little bit uh north of the city. Not Madison the city well the Rivergate Mall was a little north of the city. But anyway, yeah, that was where I, I had my first job and of course they opened a kiosk uh right near my uh near my house at it used to be Hickory Hollow Mall which used to be the best mall in Nashville. Don't let anybody tell you different. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that um, yeah, I worked in that mall, and you know, if it wasn't for a a woman that was working at Dillard's saying about a job at um, Nissan, working yeah. in customer service, mm -hmm. I don't know how long I would have been in that mall because I was literally in that mall about six months, I believe, or maybe longer i can't remember and then i went and worked out uh nissan customer service through like a uh you know a temp agency yeah. and that kind of gave me a little bit more of the experience i needed to kind of right, grow right. my career out of working in malls because i mean not saying anything's wrong with the mall but right. if you want to go to you don't want to go to the mall if you just worked in the mall you just right you know, right that's a right. fact so I have to ask you, like, how did you get started in journalism? Like, what was that transition for you? Oh, wow. No. Uh, well, everyone that's listening, you have my wife to thank for me actually ever writing mm. a word. Mm. Um, Let me explain this story. Okay. Wife's of God's gifts. There you go. Let me explain the story. So here's what happened. We were engaged to be married, and of course, we went down to Atlanta, or did we go to Atlanta, or did we go to Renz, which my wife's family is from Renz, Georgia, which is okay. about two hours from Atlanta and about 45 minutes from Augusta. Okay. Um, so we went to, uh, you know, we were coming, going, coming back, and 929 The Game is uh, the radio station down there yeah. that, you know, covers a lot of sports. So we're, we're listening to that, and I can't remember exactly what happened on radio, but something was said about something somebody write, wrote or something, and it just it just rubbed me the wrong way. I was yeah. like, man, I could do that. I could do that, man. Come on. And she was like, well, why don't you? I was like, oh, okay. So to be, and, you know, just to give you kind of a little background of where I started, Yeah. this name was kind of long, and it was looking back at it, I don't know why I had that name, but I wanted to be a representative of the everyday man because that's what I thought I was mm. at that time. Mm -hmm. So the name of the blog at start was the everyday man's sports blog. Mm. And I used to do that. I like and I wrote it. like, in a, and I went into, what is it, 2011. I went mm. in that year and I told my wife, I'm like, look, I'm going to put as much as I can into this and see what I can do. Mm -hmm. and see what happens and that kind of i put a, a bunch into that and then by the end of the year um i came across free you remember free from 106 and park yep sure mm -hmm. do 
Yeah, she Good actually come across my writing, and she used to like actually retweet my writing. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> so I don't know why, but we kind of connected, and yeah. then um, you know, I actually she went to the uh, she said, "Hey, I've got the pictures. You do the mm -hmm. writing on this game." It was the Celtics mm -hmm. versus the Knicks when Carmelo Anthony was still with the, the Knicks. Wow! And so I wrote the article. Send it to her. She put the pictures with it, put it on her site. I actually ended up writing uh, sports for her for like a year and uh, for like a year or so. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Man, that is. That is awesome. <laughs> Man, that's a heck Way of a story. to go, wife. Like, I mean, that's like two points for wives right there. Like, why don't you do this? <laughs> you need products. That's awesome. So, yeah. Man, man. So, like, as you've been writing, like, how has, like, how did you get in like to freelancing and, and yeah. like, and like, how do you find your rhythm writing? Like, I, I know people have different writing styles. How would you describe your style and your rhythm? Honestly, uh, I would describe my style as just evolving. Um, when I first started, I had a lot of opinion takes. I didn't have any mm. quotes from anybody. I was just like, look, I know this game. I know basketball. I know football. I know sports in general. Just give me the topic. Let me, read about it think about it and then i can form my opinion from there yeah of course over time that changed of course right. you get you know you get adventure covering things like that you have to actually quote people you have to actually mm -hmm. listen to the whole interview over and over and over again until it plays in your sleep almost but yeah so i did those different things and kind of evolved to that and of course you know, even crazier during the uh, pandemic, I, I've even evolved more to actually doing uh, short story series and poetry oh, yeah. and other things like that. So I have about about five or six short story series that I've written and wow. nobody would ever think I, I would be the one writing them because they are uh, they have. Uh, let's see. I would say this is a perfect description of them. Yeah, they are basically when you're emotions are involved in the situation how do you respond now there's uh, cheating there's killing there's double crossing all type of stuff in all of these stories wow. i have no idea how i create them and the only thing i can say is i pick an album that i like to listen to yeah if i don't have i don't have to listen to like quotes or anything like that i pick an album i, I like to listen to put my headphones on listen to it and then by the end of the album i'm usually done with whatever i'm working on Wow. So that's how I did pretty much every short story series. I would write a chapter, listen to an album over and over again. And yeah, I, I even did one on a, I did a, a new new age version of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and how he came about too. Wow. I have so many questions right now for you. I'm like, which one should I ask first? My mind is like, well, you know, I definitely want to ask about freelancing. Then I want to ask about these short stories. So let me just start. So mm -hmm. the first question that I have for you is just kind of around freelancing. Um, do you have a tip for anyone who's like looking to get started um, as far as how can they kind of cue in and really define their target audience? Honestly, um, look at look at uh, the people that respond to your to your work. Mm. That's one thing that'll help you. Uh, the people that actually respond to your work um, uh, that that actually helps you kind of knock down your demographic. There, um, pay attention wherever site you're on. Pay attention to the uh, the demographics, or if you're writing for another site, ask what the demographics are in terms of what's mm. viewing your article because they can 
more oftentimes than not provide that for you if they want right. to provide it. That, yeah, that's, 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 a, the, that's a good tip. Great tip. <laughs> Real good tip. Um, also, I would say this, um, you know, as far as when you're writing just in general and you're getting quotes, mm -hmm. just get the quote down. Take a mm -hmm. blank sheet of paper, you know, your or, you know, Microsoft Word, if you're at your computer. Mm -hmm. Write the get the quote down and then build your article around it. Because that's what I usually do. It that's makes it a yeah. little bit easier to get your article done. Because if you know what all quotes you're dealing with, you can you can kind of piece it together Correct. like a puzzle. Yeah. And it'll be all ready to go. So that's one thing uh, I've learned. I don't think anybody really the funny thing is I really didn't learn these things from anybody. I just literally kind of paid attention, read a little bit of articles, things like that, and kind of I'm kind of more self-taught than I am more anything. Okay. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm I'm just like blown away at this point. <laughs> I do have a question as far as like kind of journalists in mind, like mm -hmm. who do you look up to mm -hmm. and who whose work do you enjoy reading? Honestly, uh, I, I enjoy reading a lot of different work. I enjoy reading mm -hmm. Jamel Hill's work, The Atlantic, of course. I, I do read The Undefeated, do read Clinton Yates, for sure. Um, let's see. I do read a lot of different people that probably not not a lot of people know. Uh, I don't know if he knows this or not, but uh, he did used to have some seriously long articles, but I did read them. That would be Mr. Danny Thompson, because he put okay. a lot of research into that. Good Lord, he put a lot of research into that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I definitely read his articles. Uh, I definitely read a lot of uh, three-point conversion articles. Uh, right. Let's see. Who else? Uh, I mean, I only read a lot of different articles. A lot of, a lot of articles from people that probably aren't mainstream people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that you know, But I do read some mainstream people. And, I, and also, as far as podcasts, I, I definitely, the two people I listen to there, Jamel Hill, Monty Jones. I always listen to the, their podcast because I always learn something from their interview style or just their technique and how they're always themselves throughout the entire yeah. thing. And also yeah. my, my guy, Teron Davenport. Can't forget him. Nice. 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 But I'm what I'm getting from you, Mike, is, you know, what we're saying, people, is just get started. You know, find a place and get started. Put your ideas on paper, mm -hmm. you know, write a write a plan you know, and make it plain. And in addition, you know, don't be afraid. Like, you know, even if it's something that you don't know, mm -hmm. you know, find people that you can study, that you can learn from, that you can take techniques from as well. So that's pretty that's dope. Awesome. Man, that's I'm excited shit. about these short stories. Man, look, we, we need to <laughs> read all these short stories, man. Now, now I can say that, um, you know, when I first started writing, all of my stories and not my stories, but my, my articles, or my blogs at that point in time, mm -hmm. I, I could only write like 250 words and be done with it. I didn't know how to necessarily develop stories, mm -hmm. but as I wrote more, as I read more, it kind of gave me kind of a blueprint on what I needed to do. So I kind of took mm -hmm. those ideas of what I saw yeah. and kind of tried to experiment and make those things happen. Um, that's what a lot of a lot of people will say, hey, you know, um, I got to go to school to this and I got to do this and I got to do that. I'm like, no, no, no. You can be a student in life no matter what hey. age you are. <laughs> Pay attention to all those different things. Pay attention to different little things. And also, I forgot, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Mr. Bill Roden. Hmm. Mr. Bill Roden, he definitely is somebody that influenced me. And I've actually had uh, the, the honor of 
you know, talking to him and, wow. and being able to, you know, get advice from him, which, you know, he's always going to give you something good and something you need to work on. Okay. And there's a role of criticism and feedback. We, we we welcome the feedback yeah. because it, it makes us better and and, and it that's kinda, how you grow. It kind of gives you things to think about too. Yeah. So so you mentioned kind of podcasting. You're you're relatively uh, new newer to the podcasting scene. So who put that battery in your back and like what what, what great guests have you interviewed and and what what is your podcasting style? All right. So I've been thinking about podcasting. I fall started on podcasts probably mm, about two or three times. Mm-hmm. I, I went to blog talk radio was getting ready to do that. And I didn't, you know, it just, I don't know what happened there, but that just didn't work. Yeah. I started to do something on anchor. I had a show before this one that called open mic. Oh, and wow. I was just going to, I just like really was kind of recording it different little segments. And I just, you know, I was like, nah, this is just too much work doing all these little segments. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, I was like, I just really, really wasn't feeling it at that point in time. Right. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, um, you know, of course, Danny, Danny Thompson, again, is this always guy, Danny. Person has always been like, hey, you need to go ahead and start your podcast. And then, um, of course, uh, another guy, Raphael Haynes. Raph, Raph. Yes. Yep. He definitely like, hey, man, you need to go ahead and start one. Mm-hmm. So I used to hear that all the time. I was like, no, nah, I'm just a writer. I'm a writer. I'm not this, I'm not that. And I, I used to just avoid it. But I started getting on um it was an app called the Haps app at that point in time. Mm. And a guy that got me on there is uh, Brian Waters. He's the one that told me about it. He's out of, uh, what, I think Baltimore area. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that got me on there. So I used to go on and, like, do Titans breakdowns before the game, or what mm. they need to do to win the game, and the opponent, and then after the game, breakdown, you know, kind of match them up and then talk about the things that worked and didn't work in the stars of the game. So I did started doing that like literally what 20, I think 2020. Yeah. So I did that every Sunday. I would do that before and after the games. Mm -hmm. And from there, I was like, well, what am I going to do this off season? So I kind of kept it going a little bit and I was like, okay, cool. I can do this. I can do this. And then, I mean, I was tremendously blessed with uh, the kind of the logo and then all those different things. Uh, You know, I've, I've, I mean, God's definitely played some great people in my life to kind of help me along the way when I was like, how am I going to do this? And then, boom, they pop up. Hey, here's this. I'm like, wow. Okay, thank you. So I kind of knew this was the right move for me at that point. Then jumped into the podcasting game. And uh, at first it was just me mostly. Yeah. And I didn't really have a format for the show. I don't mm-hmm. know as much. But as I got went along, I kind of paid attention to more uh, – other people's podcasts, pay attention. Mm-hmm. They had the segments, mm-hmm. commercials, music, all those different things. So yeah. now I have opening music. Now I have hey. <laughs> opening segment. I have okay. a commercial. I've had a few commercials. I've kind of rotated some out and some yeah. back in. But, um, and then I have you know a couple segments, and I always have an interview on there. Which now mm-hmm. that that didn't happen. That happened in around football season okay. last year. And the funny thing was. That isn't originally how I planned the show. <laughs> it never works out, is it? <laughs> the yeah. way we plan. Right. You, you want to tell? You want to make somebody? You want to make God laugh? Tell me, plan. He said, "Uh, uh, uh-uh, this ain't gonna be it." Mm-hmm. So basically, that's what happened. I uh, started with just talking, 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 and you know, I knew Teron. Uh, Danny again jumped in I and was like, "Hey." 
you know, if you need a guest, I got you, or something like that. And then you had, uh, then you had, um, I mean, he's like, hey, man, you, you get you a guy from Jacksonville. Once you get your guy from Indianapolis, once you get your guy from, from Houston. So I started looking around and I started yeah. connecting with all these people and thinking about people that I ran across over the years. Yeah. Um, so I got like a Jim Trotter to come on. And I had wow. talked to him like, I don't know how many times about getting on. And he was like, yeah, sure. This is when I have open time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I recently got Steve Weish, of course, who we met at That's the awesome. uh, Black Sports Business Symposium. Let's see. I've had Warren Moon on a couple times. Nice. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Who else have I had on the show? Of course, Teron. Got to have. Got to mention Teron. Wow. Teron's always yeah. coming on, man. I love it when he comes on. He brings something that you haven't thought about every single time. Wow. And uh, let's see. Can I think of any more? Oh, uh, uh, Tarika Foster Brasby. Cannot mention the biggest one of the biggest Colts fans I know. Okay. Of course, people know her from WNBA and uh yeah. Around the Rim podcast with LaChina Robinson, but she is a huge Colts, Colts fan. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have to ask you, um, mm-hmm. why is diversity in journalism so important? I mean, it's very important because not everyone can tell uh our stories. <laughs> you know, so to me, you know, you have someone telling the story about someone that they don't know and you know the, the catchphrase words or the hood and growing up struggling and this that, and the other but you don't get into the depth of the essence of what that person is what they've been right. through things mm-hmm. like that um with us covering our own stories of course yeah. you get into the depth of the story you get into the, the realness of the story and you can bring more to it than those catchphrases that mm-hmm. any old reporter can say mm-hmm. so i think that's very important to kind of bring our stories to the report to the forefront yeah i got a little tongue tied there but yeah. bring our stories to the forefront and actually us telling our stories about us that is hugely important especially since we're we are you know most of the the football and basketball world is us right yeah. right wow so one thing that i did notice uh at the black sports business symposium was that a lot of times you were talking to younger folks mm-hmm. and kind of imparting your wisdom into them and so how important is mentorship to you and, and giving back to, to the generation behind us? Well, honestly, you know, I've, I've never really had anybody call me a mentor. So that's mm-hmm. that's the first thing that I'm like, wow, okay, cool. But mm-hmm. what I, I, I always try to do is I, I look at the, the younger generation and I'm like, you know, y'all have a head start on mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. Right. So if I can help you or position you or get you to meet to that person or that person, you know, that brings as much joy as me getting a position. That's right. That's right. You know, that's why, you know, anyone I I, I come across, I definitely try to give them information or, or whatever I can. Like, for example, uh, there was a young lady there that uh, they talked about, she was interested in a a certain field. Well, I happened to come across them at breakfast at the, uh, the little, uh, little job firm. Mm -hmm. I came across them there and I was like, okay, cool. Let me introduce let me take a picture of this person, tell her she needs to come over here and meet this person because this could be your job. Right. So, so yeah, just, I, I, I've, I've, I've always been a person that, that really wants to, you know, give back or help some, help somebody or help someone get somewhere. If they're trying to get somewhere and that's, you know, I, the way I look at it is, Hey, we all can win. Hey. We all can win. It's enough space for everyone. And thank you for doing that. 
Um, I mean, that just, it just really warmed my heart because you never know how you're going to impact mm -hmm. and influence the next person. So, you know, it's very important that, you know, we look around us, that we make in, you know, if we see opportunities for other people to engage and to better themselves, um, we, that's what we should do. I mean, all the time. I I believe strongly in that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm we're we're both big on just kind of reaching back, mm -hmm. and one one thing that I'm big on is just kind of like you never know when you're gonna need this person. Exactly. You never know who 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 they will open the door for, and so why not just take what I have and just kind of pour it into you. And I may be helping myself in the long run as well. And that's why we do this show, y'all, because we are providing knowledge, inspiration, perspective. So um, that to me, Mike, what you did and what you took the time to do, um, you never know how you may have impacted that person's life. So thank you. Yeah, definitely uh, something I love to do. Um, you know, oh, I did tell a, a young man too. I'm actually helping one of the young men that I met uh, do a do a class assignment. He's he's actually interviewing okay. me on Friday. So that's oh, another person. Dope, man. So <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. So just kind of thinking back on your journey, what's the most like mm. impactful thing that you've done, or your your, your most important or best memory? Oh boy! Uh, besides uh, actually writing and. Hating writing all the way through high school, college, and whatever. <laughs> you know, besides that, um, wow, let's see. It's, there's a lot of moments. Uh, I would say, you know, the, the biggest moment that I was like, okay, cool, I can do this is when I was at the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I got to go to the Super Bowl uh, in Minneapolis. It was my first Super Bowl. I have to say thank you to Fago Franklin III. He's the one that kind of kind of put that together for me um he actually uh put me with uh pro pro player insiders i think is who it was yeah mm -hmm. and uh it's like hey man if you write for them do this and another you 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 may get a chance to cover the super bowl so i mm -hmm. did exactly what he asked me to do wrote did this did this did this next thing you know got the opportunity to cover the super bowl so i'm in minneapolis for the entire week and it's freezing freezing cold <laughs> But uh, I mean, no one could take that joy from me. And mm. I actually got to go to the actual game. I was in the game when the Eagles and the Patriots were playing, and it was it was insane. It was it was one of the, it was probably one of the uh, definitely one of the highlights of, of of things anything that I've done. Basically, wow, wow. that that's is awesome. awesome. That's that's dope. That is awesome. So, what's next for you? That's a good question. Ah, what's next for me? Um, let's see. Well. Continue to grow in the journalism field, continue to uh, expound upon, of course, my, my short stories, which I've got four of them that I've actually started uh, this year, I believe. And they're all about mm, about four chapters in. So, you know, so I've, I've kind of started that and kind of uh, you kind of impart my wisdom on, on people or things I've learned over time. I should say impart my wisdom. because I sound like I'm a professor. But, uh, you know, that's exactly uh, what you're doing and for as well. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I just to me, I, I, I would say that I, I just want to, you know, continue to kind of lead by example and be uh, somebody that be like, hey, you know, I didn't go to school. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't go to school for that. But, hey, you know, if I put in the work, listen, mm -hmm. do the things I'm supposed to do. 
and do things what you can happen. Own. Yep. So that's why I, I kind of look at it because you know no, nobody would have ever told me that I could have my name in print in any paper. Wow. You know, if, if, they have, if I had my name in print in the paper, I'd be like, okay, well, what athletic achievement did I have? Not me writing mm-hmm. it. So, you know, it just it kind of threw me all off that I actually love writing so much. Right. And then I, now I love podcasting. And anybody that knows me probably tell you that, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty hard worker and I probably don't sleep very much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that people will definitely tell you that. But, you know, that's one thing I'm trying to work on in terms of, you know, that not trying to be up all night, but trying to, um, trying to balance everything out. Of course, of course, I do have an eight year old daughter. So I'm trying Aww. to balance uh, those things out. I got to be there for my daughter. I got to, mm-hmm. you know, be there for all of her events as well as, you know, do the things that I'm passionate about as well. So, yeah. you know, trying to find that balance, trying to uh, elevate in what I'm doing and whether, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, God would have for me to do. Okay. You know, got to follow him and, uh, what he uh what he asked me to do because you know sometimes he asks you to do stuff that you be like i don't know about I that know about one, one. <laughs> but uh you know you, you, you gotta listen and you know he, he definitely you know is the one guiding the path because you never know the place you want to be whether it be like writing sports for a career or producing mm-hmm. or doing podcast stuff mm-hmm. that could be literally footsteps away but just you don't know it because you're walking in the darkness Woo! now that's that was the word that's the word that that's the word, word. That was a word. I know that, you know, God has told us to do what we're doing here. I don't know what the reason is, but, you know, that's what that's what I'm going to do until he tell me to stop doing it. So um, I have a quick I can, story. I can appreciate that. Man, well, I can appreciate that. Mike, thank you so much for just being a guest today. Uh, we really appreciate your time yeah. and just kind of just telling your story and, and showing people that with the hard work. Mm-hmm. The preparation and dedication they can get where you're at exactly. and further thank you so right, much right. and so mike where can people find you and where can people find these short stories because i want to read the short <laughs> stories myself <laughs> might uh, be a little selfish here <laughs> well i would say this uh the short stories uh you know well I do have an alter ego when it comes to writing, by the way. Okay. Oh, um okay. the alter ego for the short stories is Jay Michael. That's, Michael, that's that down. so I do have a page. I will say it hasn't been really touched very much this year, but I do have a lot of uh short story collections and actually uh I had a, a um a, a woman that I know named Cora that had actually done paintings. And I was like, hey, I've got an idea. Let me see your painting and let me see what kind of short story I can come up with off of this painting. Wow. So I literally did that for, I can't remember how long I did that, but I came up with like uh, short stories based off of the paintings. I used to release them like every Friday. Um, so I did that too. Uh, let's see. But yeah, I have a J. Michael page actually on Facebook. Okay. So there actually is one on Facebook. Uh, so they have some of my short stories in there. I don't remember exactly what has my some of my poetry there but i don't remember exactly the last one i put up it's been a minute but i i i will tell people don't fret if you do like the short stories they will be coming back i'm just okay. trying to get everything all in order right now and okay plus, we'll maybe come back <laughs> maybe come back in a bigger way with the short okay. stories but oh, um, like the rebrand the rebrand there you go there you go now I'm still working on a few things, you know. I just can't let everything out out out, out the bag right now. But okay. um, I, I, if you want to find me on social media, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Patton eighty two. 
Um, you know, basically just there talking sports mostly. Um, you know, of course, uh, like I said, NABJ, I do the uh, sports history in black segment literally uh, every day, Monday through Friday. Nice. Uh, so give you give you sports history in black. And then also I do have some top 10 lists there. Of course, uh, all that hasn't necessarily been all the way put out there. But, hey, I do have some top 10 lists. Uh, okay. Black, okay. black athletes, like top 10 black athletes in the NBA, top 10 HBCU players all the time, football, nice. that, those type of lists. Nice. Um, and let's see, as far as the short stories, I'll shoot you a link okay. for those. I don't necessarily write for this site anymore, okay. but I do have literally all my uh, short stories. Well, about all of them there and then um oh one of, oh yeah and a couple names organized chaos is one of the names for one of them okay, and okay. see dirty change is the name of one okay yeah it's, okay. it's 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 i don't know how i come up with these characters look i don't i don't script <laughs> i don't i don't script any of this stuff literally i just freelance all these characters out of my mind while i'm sitting love there it right. and so what about your podcast where can people find oh. your podcast yeah, I would get to talking and not mention that. Good gracious. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I actually, uh, you can find my podcast, Torn the ASC South, on all listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Google nice. Podcasts as well. Dope, dope, awesome. dope. Awesome. And where can people find us, Rodney? You can find us everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um we still looking. We still looking for those interns so to do some TikToks for us because I'm too old to do TikToks. Yeah. Um, no, Spotify. Okay. <laughs> Our heart. Apple Podcast at Cohort 1986. We're there. And also Facebook too. So with our beautiful smiling faces. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. Thank you, Mr. Patton, for thank your time. You, thank you. Thank you. Guys, we'll be back soon. Peace out. Bye, everyone.